Hi, friend. Thank you for tuning in to the Jasmine Star Show today. Like always, I like to have conversations with you. Yes, you. Now, I know podcasting is me sitting in front of my mic wearing yoga pants and Ugg boots, but it just mostly feels like a conversation. At least that's what I hope. Because when I podcast, I think of you and I pretend we're sipping on coffee, having a conversation, except I hope, you know, I'm not wearing yoga pants. And I hope I would have washed my hair. Is that TMI? Probably. Listen, I'm just going to be real with you. I am recording this at 5 a.m. in the morning. I don't look cute, but you want to know what? I I don't have to look cute. I just have to show up and serve you well. Speaking of serving you well, I want to invite you into a conversation that I had on the Go-Getters podcast with Casey Morris. I had an interview with Casey recently, and we had such a good time spitting truth about life and business that I want to play it for you too. So in this conversation, we discuss overcoming imposter syndrome, choosing to be scared, and growing your business despite spinning on what Casey calls the hamster wheel of despair. Now, I should be real. Casey's from the South, so she said it, the hamster wheel of despair. And I found myself at some points in this conversation talking like I had a Southern accent too. That is the effect that this queen has. So I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So without further ado, let's dive into that conversation now. Hey, 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 go-getters. Oh my goodness, best day ever. I have for you today a special treat. Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous Jasmine Starr. Hey, I'm so happy <laughs> to be here. Thank you, doll. This has been a while in the making. I'm really happy and excited to like basically break the internet with how fast we talk. You know? I totally agree. People are going to have to listen to this on half pace. They're going to be like, what happened? These girls just had a little too much caffeine. And yes. that's a I love it. I love it so much. So Jasmine, you probably already know this, but for the listeners that don't know this, I don't know. I think, I feel like we have defining moments that like help us like grow as an entrepreneur or in who we are, uh, make us become better go-getters if you will. And you probably don't even know that at the Kajabi stage, you knew who I was in a sea full of a thousand ish people. I just grabbed a microphone and asked a question and you said, are you the teacher? And that moment was one of those moments for me. That's actually, I mean, wow, we're hitting the ground running. I absolutely love what this means because, you know, I don't think that that defining moment is beyond anybody else who can ever stand up in a crowded room of a thousand people or 10,000 people, because the magic of what you did is the magic that's accessible to truly anybody who's listening to podcasts. So let's back this up and color the, the picture a little bit differently because you stood up in a sea of a thousand people and I knew who you were, not because you were cute, although you are, and not because you're smart, be, though you are, not because you're a podcaster and because you are. It was it was all the reasons why somebody wouldn't know a stranger in the room and yet you created a personal connection and that begs the question, well, how? How did a stranger create a friend from another stranger on the internet and this girl standing in front of me, holding a microphone, simply went on Instagram stories and spoke her truth. And she said, Oh, there's this Jasmine star girl. And you would tag me in your stories. And I thought she's really compelling. I like her. And then all of a sudden you would DM me 
and we would casually DM each other. And then you would send me DM videos. Yep. And I got to know, like, and trust you. And you want to know what? That doesn't cost money. And it doesn't cost fame. And you don't have to be quote unquote important or you don't have to be popular and you don't have to be an influencer. You just have to be real and you have to offer value and you have to be a warm and fuzzy human on the internet. And y'all, that is available to everybody. So job well done. I mean, we're mic dropping. We're not, how, we're like three minutes in right now. I'm so Was that a mic drop? Ex- was yeah. that a mic drop? Because girl, we're going to have to buy you a lot of mics. <laughs> I, I didn't really think it was all that, but hey, I received so that. Good. I received that a podcast blessing. <laughs> so good. So let's tell the listeners of the Go-Getters podcast who you are, because some people may not know. We've got a lot of people that are just starting their entrepreneurial journey, and we have some people that already adore you, but let's say who you are, what you're all about and why you're here today. My name is Jasmine Starr and I'm a photographer and business strategist from Newport Beach, California. And I am the founder of Social Curator, a monthly social media membership that empowers small business owners to show up on social media every day and build their brands. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Well, today I brought Jasmine on. Um, I actually got my kid to do a video recording. We drew her a picture and we were like, hey, Jasmine, you want to be on the Go-Getters podcast? So I used my kid to as leverage to get her here today. And I'm so excited because today's topic is all about quieting the noise in your business to build the business of your dreams. Because as entrepreneurs, we have you know, loud noises coming at us in all different ways. But specifically today, what I want to talk to you guys about is something, it's a syndrome that I didn't know I had until I had heard about it. And I thought, man, this is me. And it's all about imposter syndrome. You know, it's the thing where we're not good enough. We feel like we don't deserve everything that we have achieved in life. And Jasmine, do you, have you ever felt that in your business when you first got started or do you still encounter it sometimes? So just to expand the definition of the imposter syndrome, because 100% I co-sign on what on your definition. But one thing that really resonated with me when I had read the definition, it was wondering why me and or who am I to do this thing when there are other people more qualified, richer, better looking, funnier, wittier, and more popular. And we often ask ourselves these questions, who am I to, and then fill in the blank. Like, who am I to have a podcast and who am I to pick up a camera and who am I to sell essential oils and who am I to teach teachers? And the question that I have to ask myself whenever this ugly dragon rears its head is, who am I not to? Who am I not to have a podcast? Who am I not to speak my truth? Who am I not to be okay and enough in this moment to pursue the thing that I want to do? Who am I not? But before I stand like I'm on a tiny soapbox in like an arena, it's this is an imposter syndrome that is like a varsity letterman's jacket that I wear far too often. And I graduated that school. I graduated high school. Why am I still putting on this varsity jacket of the imposter syndrome with a big, you know, emboldened letters over the right side of my chest? I-S. Why imposter syndrome? I don't know. It's perhaps that I am the daughter of an immigrant. I'm a first generation Latina. I am, you know, I didn't learn to read till I was 11. I didn't know a single person in my entire life when I was 25 years old. And I said, I want to start a business. And I couldn't know a single person 
in my sphere who had started a business. I think that when you when you come from a land of lack and want, you only ever see the horizon of lack and want. And that when you only see the world from that perspective, the imposter syndrome isn't a varsity jacket. It's like a second set of skin that you wear. And it wasn't until I gave myself the permission to shed the fear and step into the thing that I wanted that, oh, wow, the more I did, the more action I took, the less fear and the less questioning that I had. It's just, do you dare yourself and believe in yourself enough to dream and step into it and start doing? Amen. Do you feel like it has been, you know, one thing after the other that's gave that have you always been this confident in like how you are and how you run your business or when you started, did you have those voices and how loud were they? Because for me, they were slash are still very, very loud. Um, my business has just recently taken off probably in the last eight months, uh, substantially and it's always there, but I'm learning how to quiet the noise per se. So have you always been this good or has it been a learned awareness? I mean, I kind of am just wanting to mute this mic because I'm like laughing on the inside. It's funny they say, have you always been this good? And I'm looking around. I was like, oh, who else is Casey interviewing in this podcast right now? Because I know she ain't talking about me. I know when she says, are you are this good? I was like, really? I should also be 100% real and let people know that I came out of the womb and I told my mom, here's here's a couple here's a couple things you could do better next time. It was It's just how I speak. I speak with like this level of authority. I was one of those nine-year-old precocious kids whose parents, you know, friends would come over to my parents' house. And then I would tell them advice. I don't even know where it came from. It's like when I told my parents that I was going to law school, everyone's just like, well, obviously, like, look at the way that you speak. It was just like, you know, arguing for arguing's sake, not out of like venom or malice. It was just, I have a case and I'm going to present it towards you, like to present it to you. And so it's like, when I think I could stand on the stage or when I think you and I have a conversation, I think I come across as being confident in a proportion that is not actually accurate. So, you know, I am on my ninth meeting of today. So it is, you know, later in the afternoon out here in California, and I feel like my soul has taken a beating because I feel excited at, at, at this option of promise. And I feel excited at this option of growth. And right behind that emotion is that ugly, nasty emotion of overwhelm and doubt. Like I've literally made it up as I've gone on to get to this point, why should I be afraid to continue making it up as I go and learning the ropes? Why don't I just embrace it and say, Hey girl, this is the, this is the entrepreneur journey. Like get used to it, buck up buttercup. And yet I don't, you know, I've been doing this now 13 years and I am more excited and more elated and more afraid because there's more on the line. So does it go away? No, but just yesterday I had a conversation with somebody on my team and I said, I want to be scared. If I'm not scared, I'm not dreaming big enough. So when you give me the option of two choices and you tell me one, I choose fear because choosing fear is the ticket to growth. And that's where I'm at. So no, I'm not always confident. No, I come across as being a heck of a lot more confident than I often feel. But the decision and how I've been able to grow so fast is because I choose to be scared. I love it so much. You're speaking to my soul right here, right now. Just hired a team of myself, two girls full time. And so funny, we've had some big 
turn of events this last few weeks where we've just been building, 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 and we're starting to see like this amazing growth and amazing accomplishment for all that we've been doing for the past few months. And my girls had said to me, they said, Casey, you acted like you knew it was going to happen all along. And I said, I did. And they said, well, we didn't know, like we're following you aimlessly going, we hope this works. And I said, well, there is no other option for me. It is fight or flight right now. So we will keep growing and we will keep dreaming big. And as long as you all believe in me, then I hope you're here for the ride because I know, I now know, like even though the fear creeps in, as you said, and it does more so for me, I'm sure than it even does for you just because I'm so young into this journey. I have to keep looking forward and just knowing that it's all going to work out. And um, those voices inside of my head have to get louder, I guess, to make me stop. And I hope they never do. Yes. And amen. (laughs) Already preaching. You were preaching on that Kajabi stage when I saw you, sister. It was so good. I enjoyed it so much. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. You're welcome. All right. So let's chat a little bit about the difference. There there are people that are listening to this and think, man, and you said you do speak with authority. That's a great way to describe it. And, and I love how you said, like, I was just born that way. So, but there are some people that are listening to this podcast that feel that they have that voice that what you're saying, they feel it, they feel like they are there, but they're not owning it. They're not really going past the point of, I hear the voices, I believe in myself, but I'm just not there yet. And they get stuck. They get stuck on this hamster wheel of despair, as I like to say, where they don't move forward in their business. They've bought the courses, they have, you know, learned how to sell their teaching resources online, but they're not willing to take it to the next level because they're letting all those other things creep in. What would you say to them? The voices don't go away until you shut them out. Like, so you can sit here and entertain, like quite often, let's be real. Like many people enjoy having the conversations with fear and they love sitting across from doubt and pouring doubt a cup of tea and saying, tell me all the things that are going to go wrong. We invite it. There is a part of us because our brains, our human brains are hardwired for protection. It's like from our Neanderthal ancestors. It's like we are programmed for safety. And so we enjoy listing all the reasons why it's not going to work because it's keeping us safe. So once we know everything, then we'll be safe. And then once we know what other people are going to say about us and then we're okay with their opinions, then we're safe. But all you're doing is procrastinating under the auspice of perfection, right? We want this perfect course and we want to say the perfect thing on social media and we want to have the perfect opt-in and we want to have the perfect podcast. And guess what? Perfection is a myth. Perfection is entirely subjective. What you think will be perfect, you can put it on the internet and the market thinks it's trash. And something you just like toss out and you're like, oh, this is just, you know, this terrible thing that I'm just going to put out because I have nothing else. And then you get this massive response and the market said that was perfect. Why? It's subjective. And perfection is just procrastination in disguise. That's what it is. So we're sitting here intoxicated sitting across in the bar from our greatest fears and our darkest doubts. And we love it. It isn't until you look around and say, I'm tired of sitting in this dusty bar on this broken chair, listening to people who don't care about me. And you get up and you walk out and you keep on walking. That is the only, and when I mean walking, let's take this analogy and be real doing the work. Cause you can always go back to the bar. The bar will always be there. Stop drinking, get sober, start walking. 
Amen to that. Listen, I'm a former English teacher, so any analogy that you can throw at me, I am going to linger on every single word that you say. Oftentimes, though, I'm rarely left where I'm speechless and like, how can I ask her like a bigger and better question? And how is she going to, to like beat what she just said before? But you keep doing it. Like every time I ask you a question, I'm like, well, that answer was even better than the one before and that one before. So I'm excited that we're like halfway through the interview and it's just going to keep getting better from here. Well, now I want to start setting that bar real low, real low. <laughs> <laughs> under, you know, over, like under promise and over deliver. Okay. What's the next one doll? What's the next? One? All right. So when you're ready, like, so we have found, we've gotten over the fear. Now we're moving on to, all right, we are feeling a little bit confident. We've had that conversation. No, Casey, no, Casey, ain't nobody listening over the fear. I'm not over the fear. So if we start having this conversation, like, okay, we're over the fear. Really? Like, really, we're over it? Who hears over it? The, the, the true warriors are the people who feel the fear and do it anyway. So we should not be posturing. I can't. There are people who can or, or, or truly over their fear. I am never over my fear. And the minute I am feeling pretty good about myself, when I'm feeling myself like Beyonce, I immediately say, what can I, what can I add to make me feel the fear? Because the fear is what makes me hungry. And the fear is what keeps me up at night. And the fear is what drives me in the morning. And the fear means I'm standing in my purpose. So I don't ever think we're going to be at the point where we're past the fear. How about we say, okay, so we've identified the fear and we're going to do it anyway. Now what? What's next? Yes, that's, that's, so when, when is, the, so once we get there, we are there and I love everything that you just said, I'm trying to process it all and take it all in. And we start putting ourselves out there. This is when the fear comes back in waves and forms because we put ourselves out there. Our listeners, many, many of them have sat back because they've said to themselves, I'm just a teacher. I, so funny, the very first conversation I ever had with James Wedmore, I got to ask him so many questions about my business. And he was like, he was like on top of everything I said, he was like limiting belief. That's not going to work. You know, we were just going through all these different things. And I said, I think I'm this small town, Southern girl from Georgia. And I'm just a teacher. And he just wiped all of these limiting beliefs that I had straight out the, out the window, but I still have them. They're still there and they still live in me. And there's still all these things that I'm trying to overcome because I've never been around people that are in this world that we are in now as an entrepreneur. And to me, it's intimidating and I have pushed past it. I have gone out there, have put myself out there. And then there's the 1%, right? The 1% that comes back to us. And it's like this vicious cycle where we feel it all over again. So for my students, they put that resource out there. They get on that Instagram story. They finally start that Facebook page and then someone leaves them a review and they are right back to square one. And my job is to figure out now, how can I make them get back on the saddle without feeling like they're stuck? And that's where I'm at. So help me help them. It is not your responsibility to fix somebody's doubts. You are just there to highlight them. To highlight that is the greatest gift that you can give anybody is to call them to the carpet. And you know, it's like when I hear you talk, I think that you talk without being cognizant of the preface of just. The word just is really deceiving in the in like English vernacular. I'm just a teacher from a small town area. And I think to myself, if you were just to remove the word just, what would that look like? I am a teacher. Wow, that's powerful. People wake up and they dream of being a teacher in a classroom, on a stage, on YouTube. They dream of that. 
And if we just remove the qualifier of just, you stand in a place of power. I'm from a small town. Amazing. You are qualified to speak to a group of people who listen to you, think like you, and hear from you. All of these things are places of power if we just take out any sort of pre-qualifier. So when we know, because it's not a matter of if, if anybody's listening and they're like, I've never gotten a negative review. I started a Facebook group and it had 400 people out the gate. It is not a matter of if, it's a matter of when somebody will knock the win out, out from you. Hey, you will get yes. punched so hard in the stomach that you're just like, who are these people and where do they dwell on the internet? It will happen once and it'll happen a hundred times and it'll happen a thousand times and it will happen a hundred thousand times. The difference between me and anybody else and you and anybody else is the fact that we remain undaunted, that we will get punched in the stomach and say, still I rise. That somebody will say wild and lying and disparaging things about us and say, still, I rise. That our family can talk behind our backs and it gets word from us. I'm like a second cousin who said, my mama said, what? And still, we rise. Because the only difference between the victor and the person who lays on the ground is that one decided to get back up. So our only objective and you as a coach and as a visionary isn't your job to fix somebody or to say you shouldn't have doubts. Your job is to say, okay, I hear you. I'm a shoulder. I can listen and I can give advice, but it's you. That's it. That's the greatest gift that you can give somebody is I believe in you. I'm standing. Do you want to stand next to me? I need another microphone so I can really drop it, but we've already mic dropped one. So. <laughs> and she is, she lives and breathes this truth, guys. I had a recent incident on my Instagram the first time, for real, for real, first time in my Instagram life where the haters came out of the woodworks. Two o'clock in the morning, got up, and I was just berated by direct messages and things because of something that I said. It was that the intention did not come over on what the impact was. And it was hard for me to, to sit there and digest. And it was Jasmine in my direct messages that gave me a voice message that I said, I rise, like you said, like I am taking this and I am using this as fuel to move me to where I need to go because this is not it for me. This is just the beginning and the best is always yet to come. And you know, I feel like to just to like be real, real is that, um, it sucks. Nobody wants to hear something negative. Nobody wants to read that, but let's have two sources of qualification. There is somebody who will give you criticism and they just tell you what you're doing wrong. And then there are people who give you a critique and they say, this was wrong. And this is how you made me feel, but this is how you can change it. I am not in the game on social media to be hearing anybody else's criticism. You have a critique. I will listen, I will modify, and I will change, and I will apologize. I will own the fact, and I make mistakes. I make them often. And the entrepreneurs who last over time can say, I'm sorry that this is how it came across. It was not my intention, but I own it. And then secondly, a thing that's going to be super important for us is to thank the haters. I really believe, I really, really believe that if you have been in the game a decade and you haven't had a negative response or a hater or a troll, I don't know if you're putting that much of a stake in the ground. Because my objective isn't to be liked by everybody. My objective is to do one of two things with everything I post online, with everything I create, with everything I produce. I only want to do two things. Number one, I want to attract you or I want to repel you. 
I am unafraid of you having an opinion about me that isn't favorable. Good. I don't want to be lukewarm because somebody's going to spit me out of their mouth. I want somebody to walk away after this podcast and say one of two things. Dang, I really like that girl because of, and then three emotions that were stirred in you to action. That's my goal. Or I want you to listen to this podcast, be upset that Casey gave me this platform and say she's annoying, she's condescending, she's awful. That's okay. Please feel free to leave a review, spell my name right and give me a link. I'll take it either way. I only want to do one of two things. and I'm totally okay with that. I am dying. I'm dying. Love it so, so much. Girl power through and through. I jokingly put this as a question and I would love to hear your your review on it, but from the bottom of my heart, let me first say thank you because I feel like women are taking over the entrepreneurial world in the best, most beautiful way possible. And there was a time, Amy Porterfield has even chatted about a time when it was a predominantly male, you know, ran industry, especially going into selling courses and things like that. But now I feel like there are so many women and women like you and Amy and so many other women that have inspired me to be who I am, that I am a teacher and I am from a small town uh, place where I get to have this platform, like you said, instead of the I'm just. So thank you for being the woman that has inspired me. And how are women like us going to run the world? By caring for each other. I mean, that's just it. Like, I mean, it's so granular, like it's caring and kindness. Because all I have to do is send you a DM, like, how are you doing? All I have to do is respond to a DM. All I have to do is respond to a comment. Do you know that that singular action is the equivalent of you and I standing in a cocktail party and me being, how you doing? That's just showing you care. And that is such a rare commodity online that you immediately stand out. And showing somebody you care and showing somebody a little bit of kindness will be truly how anybody wins, male, female, black, white, Asian, Haitian, Croatian, whatever, purple, I don't care. How we win collectively in humanity is showing that we care and that there's a level of kindness. That's it. Truly. Like when that happens, we all win. So good. I've said so good. Like if we had a if we had a dollar for every time I've said that while you've been talking, then we'd be rich. I mean, you know, in, in that way. So <laughs> all right, let's talk about your people who in your life. And I said specifically like a celebrity or someone that's an author, maybe, or someone that you've uh, seen, seen since you were a little girl who in your life has been that beacon of light, that North star. And I know you talk about your family a lot, and I would love for you to share your North star and your light and your family. Cause your story is so powerful too. But who has, who has been that person, that leader that's taken you to even greater heights? I, you know what, it would be a disservice to pick a single person. And I, you know what, because this is made up, I can be a cake eater, right? Like I want to make my cake. I want to decorate it. I want to eat it and I want to share it. So this is me having a cake eater moment. I cannot without any way, shape or form, not identify the beacon that my father has been in my life. You know, it's like we were on government assistance. He came over as an immigrant. He earned his citizenship by enlisting in the Marines to fight in the Vietnam war. I feel like he bleeds red, white, 
and blue. And for someone who talks a little like this, it's actually kind of disconcerting when you hear him talk like this. But I'm telling you, this man is like American through and through. There's like an eagle tattooed on his arm. You know, I'm just like, this man is basically Uncle Sam in Hispanic form. And he taught me everything I know about working hard, about expecting nothing, about showing up and doing the smallest job as if it was the most important. Because it's doing the small jobs that are inconsequential and doing them well that will actually put you in the place of power. My mom, she is a two-time brain cancer survivor. Everything I know about grit and chutzpah and fight has been because of her. Like, it's the fact that she is a survivor simply is a derivative of how much she refuses to let the odds predict her future. Like, her odds were literally 0.0001 to, like, a bajillion that she would survive. And she has. And still to this day, we call each other as if I'm like five years old at summer camp. Like, mom, I need to talk to you. How are you doing? Um, and then my husband, my husband, my business partner, my high school sweetheart, my soulmate, my twin flame, like whatever you want to call this man that he is. I mean, I always say that if I could like dip him in gold, I'd bronze him and put him on my mantle. I mean, he's just like, he's my thing. Like he's my jam. He is just the raddest freaking amazing human who cares about people and is quiet, but so powerful in his attention to detail, in his vision and the way that he shows up for people. Those three people, just like that triumvirate is just, man, I could basically take over a small nation simply on love, care and devotion because I have these three people at my back. What amazing things you have to say about your family too. And all the things you said, I feel exactly the same way about my mom and my dad and my husband, but they would be the first to tell you that, wow, they're gonna listen back to this and be like, I'm gonna need you to kind of step up your A game or that you're gonna start saying, <laughs> my husband's gonna be like, so you gonna dip me and put me on the mantle? Because Jasmine Starr said she would do that with her husband. So <laughs> you need to step it up. I'll send you a DIY bronzing <laughs> your spouse kit. We'll sell them. That's only millions, boo-boo. Love, love, love it. Okay. Let's talk about, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I got a few more minutes. What is your why? I believe that I wake up every single morning to empower people to believe that the impossible is possible for them. That impossibilities are actually possibilities in disguise if you know what you're looking for. And I say this as a testament of somebody who had every um, limiting belief and every limiting opportunity in front of me. Like Casey and I have these conversations about like who I am as an entrepreneur and I'm a law school dropout. And I said, I'm, I saw my mom battle cancer and I realized that life was short. And when my husband, my brand new husband, we'd been married three months and he asked me, what do you want to do? And I say, I want to be a photographer. And he says, okay, but you don't own a camera. Like, I know, but if I had a camera, I really think that something like this could change. And that was the first time in my entire life that I looked at something as impossible of becoming a photographer when I didn't own a camera and realized that I was the only thing stopping me from becoming the thing I wanted. And oftentimes I wake up and I realize that whatever it is that somebody wants to do, it is possible. But are you going to get out of your own way? And I believe that I've been put on this earth to empower people to get out of their own way to do something that is 
bigger than them because we want to limit ourselves to only seeing and doing what we have seen and been done before ahead of us. Our objective, if we get out of our own way, is to do something bigger, something that the universe and our soul has been calling us to as a God-given right and belief for us to dream bigger than we could possibly dream. Can we have a conversation about that all day, every day? My why, which is manifested in different forms of my business, will always be the same regardless of whatever business I'm in. I am here to empower people to believe that impossibilities are possibilities for them. Hell yes. So good. Jasmine Starr, this has been such a treat, not only for me, but I know for my listeners. And this is just the beginning for us in the Go-Getters podcast and where we are headed. And I know that this is just the beginning for you and your business. Even though you've been at this for a while, I just see your future. 25 years from now. And I am just honored to be a small part of your today. So thank you so much for for doing this interview with us. Thank you, Casey. I received this. Thank you, doll. All right. Take care. Can you relate to wanting to have the most perfect Instagram feed, freebie, website, offer, podcast, and all the other things in our businesses? Can you relate to never being over your fear, but putting yourself out there anyway? Friend, perfection is just procrastination in disguise. And like, I'm just being real with you, more than anything, I want for you to believe that when you are standing in your purpose, it is already perfect. It is perfect because you are seeking out your mission and following your dreams and you are passionate about what you do. That, my friend, that right there is perfection. If you are still struggling with making the mindset shifts that we discussed in this episode to grow your business to new heights, I have a journaling exercise in a corresponding video that you would love. You can get the top five mindset shifts that I've made and that have really changed the game in my life and my business, and it is completely free, and you can download it at jasminestar.com forward slash mindset. It's also linked in the episode description for you to grab whenever you are listening to the podcast today. Friend, thank you for subscribing. Yes, I just threw that in there. You may or may not be subscribed, but this is me talking to you, baby boo. Hey, subscribe. Um, And when you do, I will thank you then too. So thank you for subscribing to the Jasmine Star Show. I can't wait to continue serving you with business tips, my best advice week after week, and the occasional mic drop. And hey, sometimes we even do this party and have this conversation twice a week. So there you go. I can't wait to talk to you soon. 